Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and today I'm joined down the King Power Stadium by Jordan Blackwell, our resident statistician. Uh, we'll be previewing um, Le- Leicester's trip to Liverpool on Saturday. We've just had... Claude Puel's press conference and uh, before we kick off Jordan just remind everybody if they haven't had enough beer already over this festive period they can go on to beer52.com register using the tagline Leicester and get uh, a sample of eight beers from around the world all you got to do is pay the postage and packing so check out beer52.com have you had your beer52.com yet Jordan? I've not no no I didn't think think you would Um, right then Jordan let's crack on with the press conference stuff uh, the big injury news is Danny Simpson. We now know how long uh, Leicester City are expecting to be without Danny. Yeah, it's a, it's a big blow. Um, it's probably worse than first fit. It seems like Simpson's going to be out for four to five weeks, is what uh, Powell said, with that hamstring injury he picked up against uh, Manchester United. Uh, but other than Simpson, there's no fresh injury worries. Um, obviously, the, the the number of games over this festive period might might be beginning to take its toll, but there's no fresh injury problems, but there's still... Uh, Robert Huth sort of coming back to, to match fitness and Puel suggested he possibly play with the under-23 to so next in action uh, on January the 9th in the uh, Czech Trade Trophy. Um, so it looks like he, he might play then. Yeah, so we're still a good few weeks away from having uh, Robert Huth back. I mean, he hasn't played all season. Uh, having had ankle surgery in the summer and then there was a, some suggestion that the foot injury that uh, hindered him sorry, at the end of last season had to come back as well, had re-emerged. So um, they need a bit of uh, defensive cover as well, with Simo being out and Hoofy still being out. And there's been reports in uh, Portugal that Andre Almeida is a potential Leicester City target. Can you tell us a little bit more about him? Yeah, so he's um, a 27-year-old Benfica right-back, but played uh, for Benfica for quite a while and plays for the the Portuguese national team. Uh, We saw these rumours about about a couple of weeks ago, they first emerged, um, but the, the Portuguese press are, are, are still giving it quite a lot of weight and they've been um, reporting on it regularly. Uh, it seems like he, he fits the bill with what you might expect from a Leicester signing. He's of a, a, a good age, he's, sort of, he's got that experience, but he's, he's got potential to, to improve as well. Um, we know they've bought from Portugal before, so they've bought Slimani and, and Silva from Benfica's rivals uh, Sporting. Um, and it seems, yeah, it seems like it, it would fit, and I think it's fairly clear with Simpson and the with Simpson's injury and, and not knowing who's going to replace him. Whether you know, it feels like a Marte's sort of fitting in there and plugging a gap because he, is he a midfielder or a centre back? We didn't look a right back at all when he came on against Manchester United and got sent off in 19 minutes. So. Exactly, and then Dragovic, you feel like he's filling a gap as well he's a, he's a centre back by trade yeah. so it does feel like Leicester do need a new right back and have for some time they've just been fortunate that, that Simpson's never really had an injury like this he's missed the odd game through suspension and that kind of thing um, but he's never been out for a, a prolonged period like he is going to be now so a, a new right back would, probably would make sense well, I spoke to Danny briefly off the record in the uh, in the mix zone at uh, Watford and he, there was no 
uh, doubting his disappointment and he said at the time he didn't know how long it was but he you know he said it wasn't great so um Four to five weeks is a big blow because he's been a dependable, reliable performer for Leicester City. Um, he's always there, available, uh, has been up to now, and always gives uh, a good account of himself. But I'm certain now Leicester City have got to go in to the January transfer window and try and recruit a right back. And whilst, you know, you, you, as you quite correctly said, Jordan, it could be agent chat because there's a lot of detail about his contract in there. And normally it's only agents that release that sort of information. Uh, suggestions that he could be available for just nine million pounds, eight point nine million pounds, um, because of some agreement in his contracts when he signed it with Benfica. I mean, that sort of stuff is normally passed out by agents yeah. who are trying to get a man out, a club get him a big money move to the Premier League, where we've just seen a defender go for seventy five million pounds. So, if I was an agent, I'd certainly be looking at the English market as well. But um, no, you're right. It's an international, isn't he? And uh, a t- international team out of Adrian Silva. Talking of whom? Adrian Silva. Now uh, he's just been asked about Silva and his how he how he's been and the build up to his finally becoming a Leicester City player. The registration being released on the first of January, but he can't play against Huddersfield on that day because you can't play on the same day that you're registered. So Silva looks like he's going to make get his first taste of English football at Fleetwood Town in the FA Cup, as long as uh, you know he's fit enough and uh, he's ready to go because they might want to give him. Uh, some under 23 games before they throw him in you never know they might hold him back for Fleetwood but we're expecting to see him rather sooner rather than later he'll be the first signing of a, a transfer window are you expecting City to be a little bit busy? Um, well Powell said today that he would only make signs if he felt they could improve the squad um, and I'm not sure there's a, I'm not sure there's a great deal of, of areas where you would say Leicester's squad is looking particularly weak I think at right back as we've discussed is, is maybe an area for bolstering rather than particularly improving um, but I think uh, Leicester will be more active in selling players Puel spoken a lot about how difficult he's finding it to, to juggle all the players and, and to try and fit everybody in and try and get everybody some game time particularly in attack um, we know about Slimani he, he was out of the squad for five games and it looked well he's definitely going to be off in January then but then how he's He's come back in. He came on against Watford, who um, have been strongly linked with signing yes, him as well, which yeah. was interesting. <laughs> so there's, a, there's there's that one that they're going to tick on. I think we'll we'll see um, we'll see more on Slimani. There's Musa as well, and uh, Puel mentioned Musa today. Uh, he was asked about Musa's future. Musa, of course, not played at all in the Premier League this season. Only made one appearance in the the, uh, the second round of the the Carabao Cup at Sheffield United. Um, and Puel was fairly tight-lipped on his future, but it, it, it sort of judging what he was saying, it didn't sound too positive for Musa that that he had a, a future at Leicester. He did answer one question. He didn't say much about um, transfers and Musa's future, but he did answer one question: Musa's position. He said, oh, yes. he's not a striker. He is a wide player, as far as Puel is concerned, which is a bit of a departure from some of the previous Leicester managers that have uh, utilised um, uh, Musa down the middle. He's saying he's only a winger and yeah, he ain't and got any space in his squad. No, and that, that's quite interesting because I know Puel has often been talking about how he's got six strikers to to deal with and we've always included Musa within that six with with all, with all the others that you'd expect to be there. Uh, so from now to say that oh, actually Musa's a, a winger and he's, he's, his competition's actually Mahrez or Brighton and Gray... Um, yeah, that, that, that is quite interesting, and maybe, so maybe he has been he has been speaking to him, finding out where he might be able to fit into the squad. Um, 
just to see if he really does have a future at Leicester or if it's best for him to move on in January. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I and mean, we expect, sorry, some players to go out, don't we, in, uh, during that uh, January transfer window. But uh, there's some games coming thick and fast. We've got more on the way. Three weeks, it's been it's felt like a really busy... This is the seventh in three weeks, I think it is. And then two days after, we've got Huddersfield here at the King Power Stadium. But Liverpool first on Saturday... And they've got a pretty City got a pretty good record against some of the biggest sides in the Premier League, haven't they? Yeah, well, Puel mentioned that today. He said that his his side liked the the big occasions, he, the, the the big teams that that Leicester have faced since Puel took charge. Obviously, they got that draw against Manchester United. The game before they they held a, a weakened Manchester City in, in the Carabao Cup uh, until penalties, and then obviously they beat Spurs um, a few weeks before that. So. They're doing okay against the bigger teams. They've, they've, we've seen, we know that Leicester's style helps a little bit with that because they can counter. They are very good at that, and so the big teams do like to push on and, and um, try and get the goals, and they, they do leave space in behind uh, for Leicester to exploit. I think they'll probably feel fairly confident of getting goals this weekend, given how shaky uh, Liverpool's defenses looked on occasion this season. Uh, Hence but, the £75 million pounds yes. they're willing to pay out for a centre-half. Yes, but I think at the other end, that's going to be the tricky bit for Leicester, trying to stop Coutinho and Firmino and Salah and Mane. Um, I think they're the best front four in the Premier League. It's the rest of them behind them that uh, stops them from being title contending tenders, in, in my uh, opinion. But uh, interesting that we talk about City's record against... Um, the top size that's only under Puel because earlier in the season the only defeats they had were against yeah. Arsenal Liverpool Man United and Chelsea you know, four of last season's top six so they were didn't do so well at the start of the season it's in recent weeks that they've looked uh, more effective and it was interesting uh, reading Jurgen Klopp's quotes coming out of his press conference today uh, the Liverpool manager he was saying now that basically saying that Leicester are, are a more complete team now they still carry that counter attack threat but under Puel, they play more football, they play through the middle, and it makes it a bit of a different prospect for them. Yeah, and I think he was, he was uh, in particular referencing the, the goal, uh, the first goal against Manchester United, Vardy's goal, which I think was a uh, a showcase of, of both types of play that, that Leicester have. Leicester won the ball back in their own box, played it out nicely with, with Maguire and Albright and Vardy, and then two and Didi, and then all of a sudden they they go for it, the, the quick long ball up front, and then Morris threads in Vardy and they score and I think that is that has shown that Puel has had an influence and they have, Leicester are starting to have more possession their, their passing accuracy is, is getting uh, is, is improved um, compared to under Shakespeare and under Ranieri um, so there is a difference but I think it's make sure they have they still keep the best of both worlds that they can play the ball around nicely and keep possession but also they, they maintain that uh, and retain that counter-attacking threat so we've talked about City's attacking threat but there is an Achilles heel and it keeps being exposed and it was exposed twice at Watford it cost them a game that I thought they had under under control especially when Riyad Mahrez headed them ahead um, he always seems to score at Vickery's Road doesn't he but uh, yeah set pieces defending them that's really become an issue hasn't it 13 of the 30 goals in the Premier League they've conceded this season have come from set plays now Puel was asked about that and surprisingly he said there's no magic fix. Yeah, that, um, it, it sounds like they're working on it, but as, as he says, that, it's, that fix isn't going to be, that solution isn't going to be instantaneous. Um, he said that they're watching videos to try and work out where they can improve, but he says it in terms of replicating scenarios in, in training, it, it's not quite the same as in-game uh, situations. Um, 
So it seems like it's going to take some time, but I think it's clear Leicester and Powell and, and the players as well, and Maguire spoke about it after the Watford game, they know it's a problem and they know it's something that they need to work on. And I suppose if, if, you, if there is one positive to take, it's that they know what they need to work on. It's not that Leicester are losing games and they're wondering why it's going wrong. They can see clearly wh- wh- where the flaws are. Um, but it's just about learning how to deal with it, maybe, change, maybe changing the systems to, to try and help. But Powell talks about focus and concentration. Um, I think it probably needs a little bit more work than just improving the concentration. Yeah, I spoke to Harry Maguire about this after the Watford game, and he said perhaps one of the problems is they're not the biggest side that don't play with a tall centre forward that can come back. And when Vicente Bora's not in the side, as he wasn't at Watford, he normally uh, chaperones that near post area and uh, anything short he deals with, and he wasn't there. So that only really left. Maguire and Wes Morgan to uh, to challenge and compete with the the, the bigger players of the opposition and uh, uh, Maguire sort of got sucked away from his man. He was marking Molo Guy for the first goal, wasn't he? And he got uh, drawn to the ball. Now I've got I've got a solution here. I'm going to offer you a solution. And I I said this um, at Watford. I don't think you were particularly impressed with my suggestion that Christian Fuchs should be moved to right back. Now, I know he's completely left-footed, but he's a full-back by trade. He knows his position in Dragovic, you could see, didn't know where to be at times. He was The balls were being played in behind him. He's vastly experienced. He is a, a, a taller player as well. He could give you a bit of set plays. I would go with Fuchs at right back. I think that's... That- that's a, a, a you warm me to option. the idea now? Yes, well, I think so. I think we've, we've seen with with Amate and Dragovic, it's not quite right. So, I mean, Amate did reasonably well in the in the Carabao Cup games that he's played, but but it's different to the Premier League and the, and the opposition that you're going to face. I think, yes, I think it would make sense for, for Fuchs to play there. Like you say, I think there's a sometimes there's a thinking that. You know the fullbacks are the the weakest players in the team, and it's not really. Those are the school days. Yeah, I used to play fullback. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, there's not a specialised position, but I think there are so there are players that are that show that it, it is a specialised position, um, and, and Fuchs is one of those. And I think he he would be able to do a job, um, certainly not a, 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 as as well as Simpson. But I, I think the if Leicester don't go for that, I think the other option they could go for is to not play with a right back at all and just play with three centre backs and then wing backs um, that would get rid of the problem somewhat because Albrighton we know is more than capable of playing uh, as a right wing back mm-hmm. Chile looks more yes, suited to play yeah, left wing yes, back and Chilwell, well. yeah, certainly that would take some of the defence responsibility away from Chilwell and, and able to so then Leicester able to exploit his um, attacking threat a little bit more mm. and I think that that might help but then you don't really want to change your formation when you're playing a team like Liverpool. Uh, no, with that front four that we've mm. just mentioned, Coutinho, Firmino, Salah, who's been the signing of the, the season for me, he's phenomenal. I saw him in Hong Kong and in, uh, straight away was impressed with him uh, against Leicester in that, uh, that Asia trophy that uh, we uh, all enjoyed. And uh, But uh, yeah, they're attacking-wise, they're a phenomenal side. And if you went there with three centre-backs and, and Chile and, and Albrighton were pushing on, I think you'd, you know, you'd have to have two centre midfield players at Nididi and Abora that would just sit and not do anything else and just cover for them. And, but as you, as you said earlier, though, if you get at Liverpool, you could have some joy. Yeah, definitely. I think we've seen how often that their their defensive has, has been exploited, um, and there's a, there's lots of uh, stats about how many points they throw away. Only recently they were 
who were leading at Arsenal and, and managed to throw away three points uh, there. Um, certainly, of all the, the top six teams, you would say they are the weakest defensively. Um, Leicester have already played them twice this season and scored two goals in, in both those games in the in Premier League and in the Carabao Cup. So I think there is certainly potential for, for Leicester to get some goals. It is, it is really going to be in defence where they've got to got to match up and that, that's going to be the, the, the difficult bit. Brilliant. Well, uh, we've got a live blog uh, running during the game on Saturday Anfield. You can follow all the action on the Mercury website. We'll also have all the uh, build-up stories on our website and on our Facebook page and you can get all the reaction in the Leicester Mercury on Monday, which is another match day. So we'll be coming to you a little bit later next week. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.